You're listening to the Elevate Your 8 podcast, the easily digestible lifestyle show that empowers you to live your happiest, most productive life so you can achieve time freedom. Productivity is just a matter of simple mathematics and prioritization. Honor your work-life balance by working only eight hours a day. Honor your health and wellness by sleeping eight hours every night. Once you figure that out, the rest is gravy, or Jolly Ranchers if ever you prefer. If you're ready for a healthy helping of life-changing wisdom with a side of quirkiness, you're in the right place. Here's your host, Dairy Free, Karaoke Crazy, future 200 breaststroke national champion, Chris McPeak. Good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time it is where you are. Welcome back to the Elevate Your A podcast. My guest today is Yasmin Voragi of Tiny Time, Big Results. Yasmin, thank you so much for joining us me today. Joining me oh, today. thank you, Chris. Yeah, I'm great. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, tell us a little bit how you started your business and what your mission and your vision is. Sure. So um, I started my business um, after a 12-year corporate career, um, and I was made redundant at the end of 2011. Uh, and just before I finished up in corporate, I was vice president of leadership development. And I'd started in corporate straight after university. Um, and so kind of had worked my way up from being in the call center um, up to vice president. And I really loved what I did. It was all training. It was all development. It was coaching. So I really developed a love for it. Um, and then redundancy came. And so at that stage, my uh, eldest son was only 15 months old. And I decided that, you know, this was my opportunity to start my own business, something that I'd always wanted to do. Um, and we live in rural northwest of Ireland. So the kind of similar job wouldn't really be in this locality. Sure. So, you know, I'm going to have to create what I want to do uh, and kind of make it come about. Um, and so that really started my business. Um, I kind of described the first couple of years of business as being in the wilderness, not really knowing what I was doing, not having a clue. And I suppose that's why I get so passionate now when I work with business owners and I'd be like, no, 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 no. Okay, hold on. These are the things that you need to focus on. And this is what will help you to build momentum because of all the mistakes that I made um, in the early days. And Tiny Time Big Results came about about two years after I'd started my business when I worked with a coach uh, and I've always worked with coaches and mentors. Yeah. I was at that point where my daughter was about maybe eight, six or eight months old. Um, and I was really struggling. I was just like, this, I can't do this. This is not going to work for me. And, you know, it was a real low point. And, you know, then I had a three-year-old and a, you know, a baby. So I was like, this is not good. This is not good place <laughs> to be. Um, and I worked with this coach and we just started talking about the kind of work that I'd been doing. Um, and what I found was what I was missing was a way of being able to articulate that transformation mm -hmm. that I was helping people sure. to create. Um, and that's where tiny time big results came from. Cause she says, wow, you're really good at getting things done and you're really good at helping people get things done in tiny pockets of time. And that's where it all came from. Um, and, and that's really where it started. Now I wish I could say Chris, that it was all smooth sailing from right? that point. It wasn't, um, you know, like any business owner, we go through our ups and downs, but you know, for me, 
it got to the point where I was really stressed about saying I don't have enough time. Mm-hmm. You know, that was like my constant mantra. And I'm sure a lot of listeners can relate to this. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, oh, if only I had a bit more time, I'd be able to get so much more done. Right. And I decided to flip it around. And instead of saying, you know, I don't have any time, I thought, I wonder how I could make this work mm-hmm. with the amount of time that I do have. Because we wanted to have another child. We wanted to have, you know, three was our magic number. And so okay. I thought, I'm never going to have more time. I'm going to have, you know, reduced time. So if I can make this work, then that would be awesome. Because then I can share that with everybody else. And, you know, for all the people who, you know, want to have a greater quality of life, they don't want to be working long hours, that they want to spend time with their family, their loved ones, go traveling, whatever it might be. And that's really what my vision and mission is, is helping people to understand um, that they don't have to work long hours, but by, you know, kind of being savvy um, and strategic about what they do in their business, they absolutely could have a really great business without working long hours. Fantastic. Well, you and I are simpatico in, um, in that um and that tendency, because we both want to try to encourage and empower people to get more done in the time that they have. And the whole, like, it drives me crazy when people say, I don't have time to do that because I don't have any more time than this person mm. might, but I just spend it better. Like, I prioritize and, mm, and I yeah. have tiny time and, and big results, like you say. <laughs> um, on your website, there's this great thing that you write about um, freedom, flexibility, and family. And you've sort of built tiny time, big results around that. So kind of what was your process in, in putting that together? Cause I love those. I love those F's. They, they go together beautifully. If you're yeah, doing my, it right. Yeah. My favorite F words. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, and I don't think it was a deliberate conscious creation. Sure. I think that's what I'll probably say is first of all, that, you know, the journey that I went on, I started teaching about productivity um, and you know, um, but, but there was a part of me that felt like, you know, that's just one part of the problem. You know, what I find is that with business owners that, you know, you could be the most productive business owner, you could get so much done, but if the way that you make money in your business is faulty, as in you haven't set it up correctly. Um, and what I mean by that is, but if you're trading time for money, Right. You're always going to have a ceiling on how much you can actually earn. There's always going to be a ceiling on how, you know, what you can do. You know, if you want to make more money, you're like, oh, like have no more time to sell. And especially if you're only working three, four hours a day, right. you don't have any more time to sell. So yep. for me, it was some, you know, people would come to me and say, can you help me be more productive with time? And I said, I can. But first of all, let's look at the business. And let's look at what you're doing, Um, because when you trade value for money, then that is scalable. That is, you know, leverage. Whereas if you're trading time for money, then actually that doesn't allow you to scale. It doesn't allow you to have that really great business. And that really kind of then, you know, freedom, flexibility and family. They're my they're my values. You know, that's what I really value. Ah, Yeah. And so family, you know, we've got three kids, there are three kids under 10, you know, so it's busy, it's lovely. And, you know, I want to be there for them and still fulfill what's important to me. You know, I'm one of those people that I always said that I couldn't be a full-time mom with nothing for myself mm-hmm. because I need that. And I'm very kind of unabashedly uh, open about that. And I so said, I need something for me because that's going to yeah. make me sane. Um, and if I'm happy, if I'm fulfilled, I'll be a much better mom 
a much better person in this world. Um, and so family is super important to me. Freedom is so important to me, you know, because it's that ability of like, what do I want to create in the world? You know, and I was 12 years in corporate and, you know, it can feel constraining. Sure. Um, and flexibility for me is actually a really interesting one because so many business owners start their business because they think, oh, I can work whenever I want. I can be flexible. And yet what actually happens is you end up working all the time. You never take time off. You never off. turn it off, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and what I found is that actually if you build in discipline into your business, that helps you to create the flexibility. So if I work in the morning, and, and that's what I work is um, – well post all of this stuff that's going on at the oh, moment yeah right <laughs> will, yeah, when the kids would be at school and preschool mm -hmm. that's when I would work um and then they'd come home and then, and then I'd be like you know doing all the stuff with them so you know I have to have a lot of discipline with how I use that time right um, and so that's really where the flexibility comes from so are your kids doing school remotely right now or how are, how are you guys dealing with that they're on summer holidays at the moment. Okay. Um, and so we, from, we've only got a few more weeks left before they're due to go back to school yeah. uh, for the new academic year. So fingers crossed. I have everything crossed because by the time they get back to school, they'll have been off for six months. Wow. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, so I remember when the schools went into lockdown um, in Ireland and that was um, mid-March. And I remember my husband said to me, he says, they're not going to be back in school until September. And I was like, no, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> I nearly had a freak out. I was like, oh God, no, no, they'll be back after Easter. They'll be back after Easter. And, you know, he called it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Husband, one, was, me, nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. But I was kind of like, it's probably a good thing that I didn't think that it was going to be September because I probably would have freaked out a lot more. Yeah. You know, just taking it day by day, week by week, probably kept me sane. Yeah, for real. Um, you had written a blog post that I intentionally didn't read because I wanted you to explain it. And you talk about optimizing your time. So I want to know what those strategies are because obviously I'm curious to see where we overlap. I'm really interested in that from a, a standpoint of you know, being a productivity person myself. So, Okay. So yeah, you put me on the spot now because I, I always <laughs> think of like, what are, what are those strategies? Because I do talk about a lot of different ones. So I'm going to share with you some of my kind of key insights around productivity. Perfect. That's awesome. Because, yeah. Because one of the things that I find is people talk about managing their time and I talk about optimizing your time. Mm -hmm. And I also talk about optimizing your energy because, you know, when you, if someone sits sit down in the morning and they are not a morning person, they're going to probably just sit and scroll on social media. Let's be honest. They're going to probably just mess around on Canva, <laughs> or, you know, which listen, I, I've been known to do as well. Um, and, Guilty. You know, yeah, yeah, I love Canva. Um, and, you know, so it's about looking after your energy and knowing when you work best. So I work best in the mornings and actually best in the mornings and evenings after the kids have gone to bed. Okay. I don't do that too often. I like to just kind of have it in the mornings. And some people work really well in the afternoon. So it's about understanding your own energy peaks and troughs as mm -hmm. well. Okay, everybody out there in Elevate Your Eight Land, raise your hand if you're working remotely for the first time ever and you're just a little freaked out about it. Join the club, you guys, and know that you're definitely not alone. The current environment is dictating that we practice social distancing, which means many of us are setting up shop in our homes and trying to figure this the hell out. 
I really want to help folks get through this, be distraction-free, find that productive space in a home office that you don't really have. That's why I created a brand new ebook, Five Simple Secrets for Working from Home. The book gives you five steps to creating a space that makes you feel comfortable, sets you up for success, and lets you move forward during a time when it would be really easy to fall backwards. Working remotely doesn't have to be hard, you guys, but you do need to do a little bit of work, and that's what you got me for. Grab the free book right now at chrismcpeak.com. The link is right on the front of my homepage, in your face, and ready for you to grab it. But before you do that, why don't we get back to today's show? Um, but there's a few kind of, I suppose, core philosophies that I really um, stand by. First of all, um, you know, having set office hours for yourself in business, I think is really important because again, yeah. it just creates a bit of discipline. It creates a structure for you. So it's not a case of, well, I'll do a little bit here and then I'll do a little bit there. If you even just give yourself two hours of solid time, you'll get so much more done. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and actually, because I work from, you know, my son's bedroom, um, <laughs> we kind of, of co-share this space, which if people can see the video that you'll see, there's a Darth Vader mask behind I me. I was going to ask about that later. <laughs> <laughs> and a Lego Titanic um, model. So I share this room with my, uh, my eldest and so, um, you know, what I used to know before he moved in here, what I used to have was like on the door office hours. Mm -hmm. So just that, that everybody would know, you know, because when you work from home, it's easy for people just to kind of go, oh, well, you know, I know you're not really working and, you right. know, and you're like, no, I am working. So go away. So having dedicated office hours is a really powerful strategy. One of the other things that I always talk about is Parkinson's law. Work expands to fill the time allocated. Oh, yeah, to yeah. So if someone says, I'm going to, I've got all day and I'm going to record this two minute video and I, you can bet your bottom dollar, it's going to take all day. Whereas if you said, I've got 30 minutes and I'm going to record this video, you'll get it done in the 30 mm -hmm. minutes. Right. You know, people take days to write a blog post. I was like, no, give yourself a set amount of time mm -hmm. and you might not get all of it done, but I bet you'll get 80% of it done. Mm -hmm. And that's really important because you get most of it done. We put off so much. We procrastinate so much because we think it's going to take ages. Right. But if you give yourself a bit of time and you say, okay, an hour, that's all you have. You get a huge amount done. Yeah. So I think that's a really good one. And I love using the Pomodoro technique, especially mm -hmm. in, in my day job, because I'll, I'll make a list of all the things I want to accomplish within the day. And then I'll set my timer and just work on the one thing. And if I finish it in the 25 minutes, great. I go to the next thing. If I don't finish it, I take my five minute break. I get up, I walk around and I go back to it. Um, and if I finish it before the second 25 minutes is up, then I just, I think I get a longer break. So it's sort of like <laughs> a reward, but yeah, I mean, that puts me in a position where I'm going to try to finish this thing in 25 minutes and, and then take a break and go to the next thing. So I like being able to, to chunk that accordingly. And I feel like I get a lot more done. Um, mm -hmm. So I try to keep, try to always hold time like two or three hours every day, whether it's in the morning or the afternoon and pray that I have no meetings so that I can have that time completely uninterrupted. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. One of my favorite things. So let's talk about your book. The book is called Tiny Time, Big Results. Did that come before you started your biz or after? After. 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 Okay. Um, but were you going to ask me as well? No, I'm just going to say, like, how did you come to write it? And then um, what do you want readers to sort of take away from that? 
Okay, so one of the interesting things about the book is it was definitely part of the plan that I thought, you know, I suppose it's about where I wanted to take the business, you know, in mm. terms of being known um, as an expert in this field or, you know, as a contributor to this field of how you can have this really great lifestyle business, essentially. And so when I created Tiny Time Big Results, I was what I was trying to do was to create a methodology trying to create some kind of a a framework that people could then apply to their business. Um, And so I started writing the book, probably this book was published in 2018. So I probably started writing it two or three years before it was published. Okay. I was doing a little bit here and a little bit there and, you know, kind of like piecemeal. And my husband would say to me like, Oh, how's the book coming along? And I'd be like, Oh yeah, great. You know, (laughs) because you know, I was trying to run a business and, you know, looking after the kids and all the other stuff. So it kind of got put on the back burner. And then it got to the point where I was like, no, do you know what? This is something that I really want to do. Um, and I um, had a big birthday. So I was like, okay, we're going to do it this year. Right. And so um, I sent a couple of chapters to an editor and she came back to me with loads of questions and, and I reread what I had written and I was like, oh my God, this is rubbish. This is terrible. <laughs> Who's going to want to read this? So I, uh, I just dumped it all. I was like, no, it's no good. And oh, I started wow. again. Um, and I actually wrote the book in a month. I wrote 35,000 words in a month. Wow. I know. I don't know how I did that. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive. I do. Yeah. So it was 35,000 words in a month and I got it, um, edited and marketed and published, um, within five months, um, hit number one bestseller. It just recently won an award as well for entrepreneurship. That's awesome. Yay. So that for me was a real labor of love. Um, and you know, uh, fear of being, being a bit woo-woo. Um, this was a very, um, a very channeled divine download because all the things that I knew what tiny time, big results was all about. It was actually quite interesting because I'd wake up at like six o'clock in the morning and I'd write for a couple of hours before the kids woke up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had, you know, and I had a very specific structure about how I wanted the book. I knew how it was going to run and, you know, in the word document that I was using and I would just say, right, okay, this is the section I'm going to write today. And I would just start writing and it mm-hmm. was just flowing through me. Um, but I don't think I would have got that if I hadn't done the work with my clients, if I hadn't had written yeah. a previous draft, you know, everything brought me to the point where, it actually just made perfect sense. I love it. Um, what was your What was your favorite part about the writing process? Um, I think for me, it was very much about realizing that I'd created this body of work out of nothing. Mm-hmm. I think that was really exciting because having worked in corporate and you know you're always taking other people's mm-hmm. stuff and you know and and you know just kind of like tinkering with it and. When I looked at this and I was like, this is everything that's come from me. This is all the stuff that I've learned. And, you know, I always describe myself as an adventurer that, you know, I was like, okay, how can I make this work in, you know, 20 hours a week or less? So everything that I put in there, it's all tried and tested. It's all the things that I've done. And I talk a lot about the mistakes to avoid as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that was for me a really exciting moment. And actually the first moment that I saw the book published and, and turquoise is my color because that's my book. That's my phone cover. Um, and uh, you can see my earrings are turquoise. I love it. <laughs> and my kids always are like, oh, mom, it's your color. It's your color. And that's when cute. I looked at it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is really exciting. 
That's so great. Well, as we're speaking, I actually have a book coming out tomorrow. So like that, that process is like on my brain right now. So hence the question. Yeah. Um, okay. So I want to do some rapid fire before we close out the show. Um, and I just like come up with these crazy, like this or that questions. And I love asking other people because I don't know, I just, I find that stuff fun. So would you rather eat a cupcake or a donut? Cupcake. Would you rather swim in a swimming pool or swim in the ocean? Swimming pool. I'd be scared of the ocean. (laughs) In your opinion, is parsley a garnish or an herb? It's an herb. Um, Would you rather listen to Billy Joel or Elton John? Elton John. (laughs) Um, Of the cruciferous vegetables, broccoli or cauliflower, which do you prefer? Ooh, I'm going to go with broccoli. What would be the harder thing for you to do? Shave your head or get a tattoo? Oh, oh, (laughs) probably get a tattoo. I hate them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You're on a road trip and you're starving and the next exit only has one fast food restaurant. So which one are you hoping it will be? Oh, um, well, we have one here in Ireland called Supermax. Okay. Chips. Nice. (laughs) Or best fries. Super max. I love it. Um, I was going to ask you the French fry question, but we probably have a very different um, experience with French fries. So we'll leave that one out. (laughs) Yasmin, how can our listeners connect with you online, like buy your book or work with you? Sure. So um, if you go to yasminvaraji.com um, and they'll get all the information uh, about tiny time, big results, you can get the book on Amazon um, and actually on my website uh, on yasminvaraji.com forward slash tiny time toolkit. Um, I have a great toolkit for uh, all those people who are looking to, you know, really have a profitable business in 20 hours a week or less. I really show you kind of some of the core strategies that enable you to make that happen. Um, and so there's some great resources in that little toolkit. So definitely grab your free copy um, and get the book because the book tells you everything that you need to know. Um, and, you know, absolutely come and find me if you want to talk about working together because I have a new program coming out in Ooh. September. That's really Love exciting. Awesome. Um, so, um, yeah, definitely check it out. Well, folks, we have been talking to Yasmin Borgi of Tiny Time Big Results. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much, Chris, for having me.